Hello and welcome to a podcast about something. Uh, Calvin here today with uh, my buddy Eric. Today we are talking. Today we are talking about uh, good bad movies, and these are movies that most of the world thinks are bad, but we love them. No, and you, I mean, and you know what? The you guys love people them. People think they're bad. That's probably true. We'll all turn them on when they're on cable. That's true. That's like, I'm sorry. And uh, so our qualifications for this was they had to have under a seven on. Uh, IMDb, a 7 rating on IMDb, and most of them have pretty low Rotten Tomato scores, I believe, uh, if you go and look. We didn't actually research very well into this, but we know they all have less than a 7. We know they're not exactly critically acclaimed, so no, not no. by a long shot. But um, anyways, lead this off, man. What's your first one that you want Yeah, to so the first one I'm going to go with, uh, Mystery Men. Mystery Men. Tell me about it, because like I told you before, I haven't seen it. Mystery Men is a uh, 1999-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Stiller. Kel Mitchell, uh, Paul Rubens. Kel Mitchell? Kel Mitchell of Keenan and Kel fame. Of all that? Yep. Uh, Hank Azaria. Oh, this is a winner. William H. Macy. How did this come out so bad? Oh, this, like this movie is fantastic. Or was it before its time? Janine Gar- Garofalo. Garofalo. Garofalo, that's yeah, her. There you go. Um, Dane Cook makes an appearance as Waffle Man. So right, the, uh, to yeah, <laughs> the crux of Mystery Men is basically what if superheroes were real? Right. And there's this uh, this one, you know, the, the biggest and baddest superhero in town, uh, Captain Amazing, I think is his name, played by Greg Kinnear. Yeah, he's, uh, he's plastered in sponsors. Uh, oh, God. He's figured out the, the answer to life. Yeah. This, yeah. Uh, yeah, Greg Kinnear is the, the main uh, protagonist, and... Uh, the main antagonist is Jeffrey Rush, actually. A lot of great actors in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so these other guys, William H. Macy, Ben Stiller, and um, Hank Azaria, have their own. They're, they're a little small group of uh, crime fighters that go out. Uh, ben Stiller is Mr. Furious. He can get very angry. Uh, kind of like the Hulk, except he doesn't gain any powers when he gets angry. He's just he bad. Goes belligerent. Yeah. Uh, William H. Macy as the shoveler. Wax people with shovel, basically. Pretty, pretty yeah. much self-explanatory. Yeah, uh, Hank Azaria as the Blue Raja. Mm-hmm. He is a uh, he speaks with a British accent and throws forks at people and spoons sometimes accidentally. Is no, it's not. And people keep asking him, you know, you're the master of cutlery. Why don't you throw a knife? He doesn't like knives. He's yeah. he's not. He's the Blue Raja. He, he's not knife man or. You I'm know. making a great sell for me to go and check this movie out. <laughs> check the movie out. It's hilarious. Um, so they do a uh, they do a getting the band together scene because uh, Captain Amazing gets kidnapped and potentially murdered at one style. point. Yeah. So they, they, they go out recruiting more superheroes, and that's where all these other people come in. Janine uh, Garofalo, as you say, I suppose. I think I remember different imagery from She's this. the bowler. Uh, she carries her dad's skull around in a bowling ball, and the bowling ball has a mind of its own. So when she throws it, it knocks people out. like on. a mystic touch to it. Yeah, that one's kind of mystic. Cal Mitchell is the invisible boy. He he can turn invisible, but only if no one's looking at him. <laughs> I don't know what's about it, in this movie. And, <laughs> you know, if if he looks at himself, he becomes visible again. It's crazy. That That is one of the more questionable premises I've ever heard. Paul, Paul Rubens. Making me wonder how it got past I'm gonna go, I'm, the first one. I'm going to go farther. <laughs> Paul Rubens is the spleen. The spleen? He didn't even have to go. He, he was cursed by a, a gypsy there in his young are. days. Uh, <laughs> he's silent but deadly, we'll say. Okay, so on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give this movie? I'd give it a 9. This movie is hilarious. Yeah, it's absolutely okay. hilarious. I, I implore you to check it out. 
Um, there is there is not a moment where I don't laugh in this movie. Uh, oh, the wow. the uh, bad guy Jeffrey Rush, uh, Casanova Frankenstein is his name. Uh, he recruits his own squad of evildoers to combat the Mystery Men, as they're later known. Mm. And uh, they include the furries. So uh, this is like Infinity War before its time. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is. So you've got, you you got Jeffrey you Rush the, playing Thanos assembling a little seen, black Yeah, order. Have you seen the memes lately of, uh, like, they say Infinity War is the, the most, most ambitious, the most ambitious crossover. Yeah. Mystery Man was the original These most ambitious crossover. Yes, so. <laughs> the best one I liked was the, uh, there's a Batman Scooby-Doo uh, TV movie that they made. Somebody yes. posted one. I, I love the Batman Scooby-Doo. Yeah. That was fun. Um. So yeah, this this movie is just off the walls. These guys are terrible at being superheroes, but they go out and do it anyways. Uh, they have a pool party at the Shoveler's house at one point, and that's where you get your Dane Cooks as the Waffler. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a whole song and dance that goes with. He, he's got a theme song that he created. Because <laughs> um, of course Dane Cook would. Yeah, yeah. lots of uh, and this is Dane Cook before he's really Dane Cook. This isn't Sufi yeah, Dane this Cook. Is like this pre is, yeah. those days where you heard his comedy sketch on a CD or something. Right. And you like kind of and it's actually like, good and edgy. And, yeah. yeah, that's how I kind of started to really like Dane Cook yeah. is from those little CDs. So just to know that he was like in some stuff before that, it makes me curious. Yeah, uh, so, and yeah, the, the pool party goes off the rails pretty quickly uh, with all these super superheroes coming in. So. That's um, Mystery Men. Check Mystery it out. Man, Not more than a 7 I, on IMDb. I give it a 9. I'm gonna, hilarious. I'm going to get myself psyched up to watch it. All right? Get yourself psyched. I'll, I'll lend you a copy. If you, do, you have it? Yeah. I, I can bring it up on my phone right now if you really want to watch it that badly. We'll save that for later. Okay. Um, that won't make good podcasting. Us no, sitting here watching. Actually, it probably wouldn't because really we'd be laughing the whole time. Not good radio. Um, the one one movie that stood out to me, uh, and we we'll probably have? both hammer on this one pretty good, was ATL. And yes. I bring up a very interesting love ATL. point I about love this ATL. movie. I want to bring up a very interesting point about this movie. It's over a six on IMDb, but less than a seven. Um, I think that has more to do with the cultural impact. People who saw it. And um, honest to goodness, I, I back in when this movie was getting made. I was like really excited for it. Big boy, Ti, Ti, big boy, you Evan know Ross. I mean? Who, by the way, big boy did a really good job. Big like, boy played himself and did really good. Drug yeah. dealer, gang member. Yeah, yeah. Know, big boy played his, his early years of his life and did a great job. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess he's got enough life experience. Um, even the minor actor. I was scared really of him. Good. I was scared of him when he was going yeah, after uh, Evan Ross. Um, who the first time I saw it, I thought it was Chris Brown because I had a very <laughs> crappy bootleg copy of it yeah. that I'm trying to watch on my computer. You know, in college, everybody's got the bootleg guy that they go to. Our guy, his name is Mike. So let Sorry, me Mike. ask you this question. And and when you when we brought it up earlier, um, let me ask you this question because this is always something that I've kind of protested to knowing. All that kind of stuff, all the commercials you saw for they marketed the heck out of this movie. Did not market it as a roller skating movie? Bingo. <laughs> not one single roller skate appeared in a promo leading up to opening day. No. Not and then, because, one. And because the whole movie revolved around the, being at the skating freaking big skating Mo- rink. Big Moody Judy's party oh, in the skating rink. Oh my god. I was duped. Yeah. I felt duped, but I still kind of liked it because there was the well, yeah, subplot of the little brother getting caught up in the drug gang. T.I. was like this really the, great hard worker, yeah. you know, the hard-working cat, yeah, you know, and so I was, you know, even, like I said, even all the other actors played, I was so floored when they started roller skating, and all of a sudden it became this dance and something they did together, and it was a like competition, and yeah. it was like, 
Bring It On plus well, it came out at the same the time Atlanta as Roll Bounce. Inner City. It came out at the same time as Roll Bounce with uh, Lil Bow Wow. <laughs> and Roll Bounce was marketed as a roller skating you, movie. You and lived in Georgia for a while. Were you ever subject to this? So, as a, as a white male from not Atlanta, <laughs> I think they did a great job of capturing the black teenage experience in Atlanta. I think that's what it would be. Before the Atlanta, the show came around. At least around. that's what we would see. This is what I think it would be, yes. Like, at the time. Yeah. Like, obviously, perspective. You've um, so, yes, I lived in Georgia. I did not live in Atlanta. No, I did no, not experience the Let's Go to like Skating Rink. South thing or whatnot. No, I mean, when I was in high school, it was more middle school. You go to the skating rink. That was like the, the kind of hookup spot, the 13-year-old hookup spot, as yeah, it were. Um, like, that was the thing to do, but that was because it was, like, a wholesome thing you could tell your parents you were going to do, yeah. and then, yeah, but, but that kids. wasn't this, yeah. <laughs> that was not this. This is, like, they were choreographed. They were choreographed. When Nunu came in, everybody was pissed at T.I. because, like. There was no, you didn't see any practice scenes in the promos. No. You didn't see them, like, working together. You saw nothing. Well, you thought there would be a lot, you thought there would be a lot more T.I. and Big Boy because that, that was the relationship they built up in the promos. Yeah. It's T.I. and Big Boy in this movie. That's my point. <laughs> and Diana Ross's son was like a side plot. All in all, I still ended up liking it. I love that movie. I, I give it a nine. I still ended up liking it, but I probably I don't was, give it a nine. I'd probably give that a seven. You, you caught a, I'm sorry, you sort of get, you know, caught me off guard because I had no idea, I don't even know if it's true. If there's this that, underlying yeah. subculture of roller skating. You have to think it is, because why would you... If, if it doesn't exist, why would you choose that just, to be the I'm place of life? I don't know. I'm right. not trying to sound naive. I'm just saying because I, just where I grew up, that's not a thing. Like, you stop going to the roller rink when you're in... When you're 13. When you can drive, yeah. If, when, you, when you get to high when school... When you can go to the movies. When you cross into that freshman year of high school, roller rink anymore. is not something you do around no. here. So that, that was something that completely... And all my friends, because I remember we all went together. We all went together to go see this movie, and I, I'm like, skating, huh? And they're like, yeah, I don't know what that was about, but I did like T.I. and Big Boy. <laughs> like, I could get past that because they did because, such a yeah, good job. The, the plot was good. The plot was very good around, like, if, if they were just going to the mall and hanging out, and that was their thing that they did together, it would have been, been a good It would have been yeah. a good movie. It was just like you were thrown off by... The skate, like that. The, the skating obscure, was the crux the of the, the friendship method of bringing them all together. Right. To me, it's obscure. Maybe it's not. Yeah. Maybe that's a very. Well, very I, I just thing think I from live. from Ti's point of view, like he he's the producer of this movie. Like he's very Atlanta. I don't think he's gonna mm-hmm. put something out there that's not real no, Atlanta. That's a good point. And like obviously, you know, I've thought about that too. It's just you know, you're not gonna have somebody like Ti who. You know, has this persona as you know being a gangster rapper a little bit. You know, At that he's point, a very yeah. intelligent individual. Like he's got a good acting resume. He gave it to Ari when he kept wanting to give him so. gangster rapper roles. No, I know. He, he, he put Ari in his place. He was, he looked legitimately angry at the fact that his wife was pregnant again when he saw E in the last season. So uh, he he does a good job selling selling his uh, selling his roles. So, I like Ti. Um, we might do a whole Ti pod one day. You haven't seen, just know that there's roller skating in it. Yes. But it's still, it's still a very good. good depiction, in my opinion, and not that I would know, but, you know, of well, teenage yeah, Atlanta, I guess, in the inner city. It, it's and, a good coming of age story exactly. of, of a, a girl coming between a guy and his friends, but not really, like, you know, that type of thing. It's, a it's got a good. Choices, yep. 15 you know, year old making bad choices. Him, you know, and all that kind of Uncle, George, all Uncle George eating all the cereal, and <laughs> nobody else gets any cereal. And then don't hide your cash. In a subwoofer, people go there. That's, that's, like the first that's a bad spot. Yep. Don't hide your cash in a subwoofer. 
And if, if, you get jacked, if, if you get jacked on the street yeah. corner under the street light, they're going to go for your sock first, too. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go for yeah. your sock first. So, all right, your turn. I got another one. Uh, my other one is Get Rich or Die Trying. This came out around the same time. 50 Cent, the story of 50 Cent. Mm -hmm. and, and see, this kind of threw me off about ATL because this was the same time you, you were in this this era of let's tell rapper stories. You had 8 Mile come out a couple years earlier. Right. Get Rich or Die Trying had just come out, so you're like ATL. Those are compelling stories. Yeah, oh yeah, they absolutely are. Um, the Tupac movie they just met, made was not compelling, and that, that was, was a bad, bad that movie. Is, I think that was a uh, Notorious, uh, about Notorious B.I.G., that came out right around this time, which I would also qualify as a good, bad movie, but we're not going to talk too much about that. Mm -hmm. um, so going into ATL, I kind of thought... It was terrible. I didn't know what the heck was going on. Like it kept going, jumping timelines. Yes, thank you. I was like, okay, where am I now? Is there this a, a bad bad program yeah. watching this on me? Because I feel like I just jumped ahead ten yeah. years. Yeah. Like, so anyway. that, that's a bad bad movie. All eyes on me. Don't check that out. Check out Notorious Eight Mile. Get rich or die trying ATL. But so that I thought ATL was going to be kind of along that same vein of like this right. is the true adjacent story of either Big Boy or Ti. Mm-hmm. But it was, but it was about roller skate. Um, so anyway, get Richard I trying. Story of Fifty Cent. Uh, did you see it? Mm -hmm. It is very. It, I've seen it. it. Captured. So my rankings of rap movies, uh, or movies about rappers, is Eight Mile, because that's the best one. Eight, eight Mile is the top. Is it better than Straight Outta Compton? Well, Straight Outta Compton is. Too I know true. that. I know we're not talking so, about yeah, Eric. See, but Straight Outta Compton. Rap movies. That's true. Story I'll give like, you Straight Outta Compton. That's but hard to beat. Straight Outta Compton is m more truth than, well, potentially not, but yeah, yeah. it it's portraying itself as more truth than well, 8 Mile or Get Richard Dyke. I still felt to share with right. the Republic about NWA. Yeah, okay, so Straight Outta Compton, <laughs> 8 Mile, Notorious, Get Richard Dyke trying, yeah. and all eyes on me, like, way, way, way down here. Like, all, all, all it's like under roll bounce, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Get Richard I Trying, it came out in that same time. 50 Cent Story is a really good story. It? Yeah, the, the dude that they got playing the Ja Rule part was, uh, the, they, they kind of clowned him, which was good because Ja Rule probably deserved to be clowned a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they you know his friend got paralyzed, and they, they tell his childhood where he's you know starts dealing drugs at 10. His mom's a drug dealer or prostitute or whatever she was, you know, and then uh, he comes up. And then ends with him, or it doesn't end, like the, the middle of it is him getting shot nine times. He doesn't walk with a limp. No. <laughs> shot nine times, but I don't walk with a limp. <laughs> so, no, I, I thought that movie was. Um, and then he becomes, then becomes a rapper. Plus, the soundtrack was good. Oh, yeah, I could imagine. I think. I the man think, himself had a little bit to do with yeah, that. Yeah, well, I think that soundtrack, that soundtrack is better than the Eight Mile soundtrack. I, I gotta listen to him again. I, yeah. I can't really give. It's been so long since I. I but really, the Space Jam soundtrack is better than a lot of research no, here. No, no research. So I didn't go going back and talk about soundtracks or anything like that. So, um, but uh, I, yeah, Space Jam be. soundtrack is above and beyond all of them, though. Oh yeah. yeah. Plus, plus on on the uh, Get Richard Die Trying soundtrack, that was when Mace signed with G Unit. Oh, okay. For a very brief period. Yes, I and remember. So Mace that. is on like okay. three songs on there, That's and I love Mace. I, Mace. This is great. Yeah. I wish he. I wish he could have come back for real. <laughs> I know that would he had a rough couple of years. Uh, I think he's just wasn't he a preacher for a while. So yeah, so he he was he was good in the late nineties. Then he left to be a preacher. Then came back in 05, Came out with an album that was pretty good, but 
not very yeah, good. I mean, um, and then he signed with G Unit a year later. Did some mixtapes with them, which I really liked. But the, talk about good bad movies. That's good bad music. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> we'll have a podcast about good bad yeah, music later. Down they're the not very good songs, <laughs> but I, I loved them. Um, and then he signed with Double MG and Rick Ross for a while. And yeah, I thought really now he's out in the wind. Really too. He's um, out in the wind now. So I'm going to take this in a different direction with another hip hop artist, and his name's Will Smith. And a lot of people, the Fresh Prince, the Fresh Prince, and a lot of people, for some reason, and I have no idea why. And I'm not you people. You people are crazy for voting this movie so well. Did you see the car chase scene in this movie? I am not a Michael Bay fan. I thought he has put a torch to the Transformers franchise. I thought he. I thought the first Transformers was good. I'm not a Michael Bay fan. The first one, yes, I give you that one because it was so new and different. Mm-hmm. But Michael like, Bay oh has ruined that thing. Yeah. Anyway, point being, Bad Boys Two. Bad Boys Two, the soundtrack. Oh my Shake god! Shake your tail feather. Shake your tail feather. Talk about great soundtracks. Um, yeah. <laughs> Talk about songs that you regret listening to. No way. <laughs> I can't. See, did Nelly Murphy leave? Came up on my Spotify one day, and I'm like. Oh my god, I turned it up so loud on here. This 13 years ago. You're I wrong. This up. Now no, I'm you're wrong. The skip button. You get the, you I'm get out the, of skips. God, I don't need the, to pay for this service. You get the siren <laughs> in the beginning to scare people alongside oh, yeah. it. You blasting music. That's funny. Um, Is that true? The chase scene in this movie. I can't. I, 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 I gotta go. I can't believe you don't like that song. The, the prelude. We can't be friends. I, all right. I need a new podcast partner, guys. Uh, call me up. Apparently, I'm a free agent now, so call me up. But um, anyway. The, the the scene leading up to the to the bridge chase. Scene. I got so much grass popo thinking we mow lawns. <laughs> so he they're having this car chase, and then there's this giant gunfight in between a park and a major intersection in Miami. And Blondie then, dreads. Blondie dreads. And then it takes off on this on this freeway over water. It's still Dan Marino's car. They said, and then he says he goes, Oh, you don't want this one though, he's gonna beat the dog shit out of this I'm going to tell Dan Marino to buy this the, car. The dog, the, the, I'm sorry, the dialogue in this movie was so underrated. I'm like, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith are great together. This yeah. is great stuff. Like, you could clearly I have a feeling Michael Bay didn't have a lot to do with the conversations between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. No, in that I movie. guarantee you. Uh, because I've Michael seen, Bay suffered well, a lot I've seen other movies books. with Michael's, with, uh, Martin Lawrence. Uh, Big Mama's House, mm-hmm. that one, that's a good, bad movie. Uh, that's a bad, bad movie. Yeah. Black Knight, another bad, bad movie with Martin Lawrence. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Martin Lawrence not good on his own. You put him next to Will Smith. Oh, he's gold. Mike Lowry. Which, I don't, why, <coughs> did Bad Boys 3 fall through? It's coming. It's, it's supposed coming. to come in the next two years. Yeah, okay. So It's like Independence Day, like it left and it came back. And that, you know I how think men, it's supposed to come. Speaking, I, I know I'm getting off beat here. You know how Men in Black was supposed to like team men up in Black's with Jump Street? Yeah. With, with the Jump Street franchise? Yeah. Okay, that's dead, apparently. And so, yeah, I know. I, I, was, I felt the same way. I had the same exact look you just did. That would have been a good, bad movie. We would have been doing yes. Good, Bad Movies Part 2 and let off with that. <laughs> I I would love to see Jump Street go with Bad Boys 3. That would be an awesome combination. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be great. But Channing and Jonah down to Miami? I Speaking of which, underrated Dab- character. Gabrielle Union was too. so hot in... Bad Boys too. She's too. Still well, yeah, but she's um, not in movies anymore. She's married to D. Wade. She don't really need to. That's true. Anyway, we, yeah, when you can squeeze twenty-four million dollars out of the Chicago Bulls for you know thirty-seven oh, games them. or whatever. Anyway, point being is the underrated performance was the captain. You know when he calls them into the office after the chase scene on the yep. bridge, and he goes, "I got so much brass." 
up my <laughs> or something like that. And he says, if if they spit, it's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> it's just like he's and he's and he starts. <coughs> Captain, you gotta remember you woosah. Woosah, woosah. People still do woosah. I do. I see people woosah all the time. I see somebody freak out like, hey, woosah, woosah. No, it's just. And then you got the captain too in the uh, when Martin Lawrence takes ecstasy. And they end up at his house. <laughs> Tell her I'm on the way. I am on the way. That is that is fantastic. All right, so. And just the opening, like, just the opening scene where they bust the, the KKK rally. Oh yeah, like and they take that guy Bay he's in a trunk for like two yeah. days. Michael Bay can't be a great director, and that scene yes. is like fantastic. The cinematography and, the, and that scene and is fantastic. Same with the uh, the car chase. Like the car chase is good because of mm-hmm. how it's shot, and they're and driving the Porsche. Whole scene is or a Ferrari in the whole movie. The oh, yeah. dialogue as they're driving they the question. car. Car chase power rankings. Bad Boys Two or Matrix Two. Bad Boys Two. Yeah, Matrix Two. There is was a good. boat. You had Will Smith asking Martin Lawrence, or I'm telling Martin Lawrence, that his butthole puckered up. There is there is drama in needed gold. But you got Morpheus on top I of a, a tractor trailer with I a do. sword. That's just Will Smith's more likable. Well, that's true. So anyway, it's just, right, I, I'll accept that. Yeah. But I'll accept the other argument I too. No doubt that the other is formidable as well. But uh, this this one just speaking of which, future topic is, Matrix. No, future topic of a I'd go pod. all day on the Matrix. I can't. Uh, <laughs> well, a future pod topic would be, um, you know, just some stuff that you can't turn off when it comes on the cable. Okay, we were talking yeah. about this earlier. Yeah. That's one of those movies. It is. When that movie's one. on, I'll leave it on. I don't care how early, if it's just starting. I want to leave it on just to watch that. Well, and I told you before, I hadn't thing. seen Bad Boys 1 in its entirety until like a year ago. Because it was just always on TNT, I and I always turned it. But I didn't uh, see the first one before I went to see the second. One. Oh no! Yeah, I watched I watched Bad Boys Two because they show clips of the chase scene in the trailer, and people were talking about the car chase scene. You, yeah. Nobody talks about Bad Boys One, like any of the scenes. No, in Bad Boys. I couldn't even tell you a scene in Bad Boys One. All I can tell you is about. I have like vague flashes driving through like the walls of the airport where they finally defeat. Yeah, that's how you drive. In town yeah. Was. yeah. <laughs> that's how you drive from now on. Yeah, and, and then, then the second one was that's how that's you shoot. That's how you shoot. Yeah. Now I want my next partner to be just like that. <laughs> so anyway, so we got a fifth movie up, and we then got, we'll, we'll start to wrap this got up. Movie number five is the Expendables. The Expendables. The Expendables. I'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and throw in the whole trilogy here. I, I don't. Uh, I've only seen the first one. All I, I personally would not qualify this as a good bad movie. I would. I would qualify it as a bad bad movie. Well, I had a particularly bad experience with it, and okay, and it kind of weighed please. salty it's salty on my impression of the movie, and I've never gone back to it okay. since then. Um, you know, I've I've dabbled in legal adjacent activities here and there. Um, you know, getting movies from not quite reputable sources. <laughs> um, that's all I'll say. You guys can do the math on that, but uh, I. I Got this movie from a non-reputable source, and uh, you know, a couple weeks later, received a letter from my internet service provider telling me I had, you know, done some legal adjacent activities. I tried to watch John Wick once, and that happened to me, but it was an email, and I was like, oh, I, got a, I got like a certified letter in a big. They put it under my doormat, and I really Guardians of the Galaxy on the same program, and I get right. So. It just depends. It depends on who puts the traces on it and whatnot. And this was a movie with a trace on it, and I. Because it, it says the name of the studio in the letter of this studio. This is copyrighted material mm-hmm. from this studio. And I said, oh, all right. And I went and looked up the studio, and it's 
25 terrible movies and The Expendables. And I was like, it's got to be that one because I've never seen any of those other 25 <laughs> movies, that's for sure. <laughs> so, you know, that left me a little salty on The Expendables, and I couldn't quite enjoy it the way I probably should have. But I get the idea that it would be a good, bad movie, and why. I So you elaborate I on why started, you think it is. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I I watched this. I, th- I think I watched the first one. I didn't go to the theaters. I watched the first one, I think, on Netflix. Or probably legal and, adjacent means. You know, um, so I watched the first one on Netflix, and I had, a, I had a great time. Honestly, like, it was... Honestly, yes, the acting is bad. But it's, it's supposed it's to be. Old Man Sly. It's, it, you know, Terry Crews. I don't know. Old, man's, good, old Man Sly can hold his own yes, if you've seen uh, he's Creed. Doing, he's doing great. I don't, don't get me wrong. But the whole premise, and then you move into the sequels. Where they bring all older guys. so extravagant. But Jason Statham was fun in that movie. Even Dolph Lundgren was fun well, in but, that movie. And that's the point of that movie. They knew going into it that that's that what bad. it was going to be. Yeah, that's it. They, this was just, this was just an action movie, man-filled action movie. We need more movies that do that. That take that chance of just saying, we know this we're here to have fun. Yes. We're we're not making an Oscar-worthy movie. Yeah. This is just going to be fun. And, listen, and it was action, action, and it like, made money. War-style action or this tactical team takedown style action that they do, um, covert ops or whatever. I believe every movie Bruce Willis. Every movie Bruce Willis is in nowadays has that feel of I'm just here to, to blow things up. Bankable. Yeah. People Bruce will pay does money. not feel bad about taking that no. check to the bank. And I so, don't feel bad about going to see him. So here's my point. It's just like, you know what? He's I a ghost the whole time. It. I have fun. I don't care what any, I don't care what some the, the variety says or the New York Times. No, says. because that movie wasn't made for them. No. That movie was made know. for us that want to see old Thank people blow you. things up. Good point. I want to see young people blow things, blow things up in your movie. Well, they did probably bring uh, the Hemsworth brother in. Oh, they did. Which one? There's second three of them. Second or third one. Anyway, who's in one? Chris or Liam? Yeah. Thor or yeah. Miley Cyrus's boyfriend? The third one's not really an actor. He was only in Thor Ragnarok, as, only Ragnarok as Thor. Thor. Was he Thor or was he Loki? He was Thor. And Matt Damon was Matt Damon was Loki because <laughs> he was Loki in Dogma. That's right. Matt Damon making his Dogma. Great movie. Have you seen that one? No. Mallrats? That's a good bad movie. No. Oh, you gotta get, you gotta catch up on some '90s uh, '90s bad movies. Kevin Kevin Smith movies. <laughs> I do like Kevin Smith, so I might do that. So, and we're back with everyone's favorite segment of Ask a Three Year Old. Today we have Emily here again. Emily, can you tell us about movies that you like? Yeah. Um, I like Funado Bambuma. Funaguna Bambuma. That's not a movie. That's a book. What uh, movies do you like? Like, we can talk about movies, too. Yeah. And books. Okay. So, I like Funaduna. We're going to start with the books. Okay. Um, Funaduna Bambuma. Yeah. Put on temperature. That's right. Oh, I'm yep. Done. I'll type it in. Okay. Yep. Okay. Tell me all about it. Um, it has, has a blanket then you can take it off. <laughs> it's a blanket and you take it off? Oh yeah. My goodness. And you kind of tease? Mm hmm. Yeah? Okay. I do that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I color pencil, it's yeah. orange. That's I'm coloring big bird seals. They're orange. Yeah, they are. Um, and the bottom. So, do you like any color. Sesame Street movies? You're talking about Big Bird. Yeah, that's the first one I like. What's that? Um, I like Sesame Street. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? 
Can you tell me how to, how to Sesame Street? So last time you were here, you talked a lot about princesses. Do you like princess movies? Yes. Okay. Which princess movie do you like best now? I like Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. I like Cinderella. What, what do you like so much about Rapunzel? I, I like, like, um, has she sings and wandering and wandering. Mm-hmm. I like this Sly Rapunzel. Okay. So. That's cool. And you said Cinderella? And the fairy godmother. Mm, you like the fairy godmother in that. What does she sing? Bippy Boppy Boo. Okay. And so yesterday, you and I, we watched a movie. We watched Coco. What did you think about that? I think the book about it, it was good. You thought it was good? Yeah. But you told me it was boring while we were watching well, it. Well, now I think it's good. Oh, okay. So we should watch it again but, sometime? Yeah. Okay, good. It's a little long, so let's just watch half of it. Okay. Emily, thank you for coming and talking to us today. Okay. We'll have you next time again, okay? Um... Yes, um, uh, just remember, um, come on stage and touch putting, uh, for, touch for putting on a butch and a movie show, okay? Alright, sounds good. I'll see you later. We're wrapping this thing up. Yeah, then. I think that's all the good, bad movies we got this time. This we'll, we'll probably be back for a part two and three and probably 15 of these. However many Expendables movies, we'll make at least that many. Good, bad movie pod. Guys, I think this summer we're going to open up a little bit of a nostalgia section of, yes. of our pod. And um, we're, we've There'll already talked about doing, playlist for nostalgia pods. doing those late 90s, early 2000s rap music that you listen to that either you can still listen to it or you can't. We've each got multitudes of listen to both. It. But um, how about syndicated TV shows that you That's just can't turn one. off when you're home in the afternoon or something? If you're what video up, games were you playing when you were a kid in your Old in your video games yeah. from your NES or, or going to Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah. So um, if you have any suggestions about that, please feel free to give us some, us give us some ideas about like some nostalgic, you know, teenage, adolescent year stuff that we used to watch. 80s, 80s and 90s cartoons. Be yes, another one right there. Obviously, that I grew up on Ghostbusters. You'd, you'd in the be in the '80s. Room. I would be the '90s. Yeah, because you know you're, you're old. You're I'm not. Anyway, um, guys, thanks again for listening up. Uh, Follow really us on Twitter. It. Yeah, uh, we're ahead. at APA something on Twitter. Uh, email us podcast about something at gmail.com. You can listen on SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Tune in. iTunes, Google Play, and I'm missing one now. <laughs> SoundCloud. You said SoundCloud. Stitcher. Doesn't matter. Stitcher. You didn't Tune say Stitcher. In. That's good. Yeah, there's a lot of ways you can catch us, guys. Listen to us wherever you consume I, podcasts. And I tell your friends to listen wherever they consume podcasts. You can reach me on Twitter at, at E-R-I-C-H underscore L-A-D-W-I-G. Also the same on Instagram or uh, wherever you might find me. So um, Don't look way. for us on Facebook because we are not there and we'll try to never be there because yeah, I don't I know. on Facebook. I'm out on it. Facebook a lot. No. So anyway, sorry, Marcus. Sorry, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Don't so, steal my data, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Maybe I'll go on your website. Anyways, thanks again, guys. Or at least be secretive about stealing my data, like <laughs> Google is. Google doesn't tell me they're stealing all my data, at least. All right. So, we'll Stay wrap it. You guys have a good night. Stay cool.